Control Workplace Hazards. Section 7. Describe Lockout and Tagout, L-O-T-O, procedures. Understanding of System Operation. When performing maintenance or doing repair work, or when a machine is in an unsafe state, it is vital to eliminate the possibility of the machine moving unexpectedly. Maintenance or repairs on process piping or working with electrical equipment might put a worker at risk of an accidental release of energy. Precautions employed to eliminate these hazards are called lockout or lock-off procedures. Simply locking off the electrical power or closing a valve is not necessarily enough. A systematic and thorough knowledge of the system and work to be performed is necessary before you can implement any lockout procedure. WorkSafe BC Regulations and Lockouts De-energization and lockout procedures are described in Part 10 of the OHS regulation. Note that 1. You must use your own lock and keys. 2. You must not borrow another person's lock. If necessary, get extra locks from your supervisor. 3. You must remove your own locks. 4. You must not remove someone else's lock. 5. If you apply the first lock, you must ensure that the machinery cannot be operated. 6. In an emergency, a senior shift supervisor may remove someone else's lock, but only after every effort has been made to contact the person who put on the lock. Supervisor must ensure that the equipment will operate safely. Identification requirements. The following items must be identified and acted on as part of a lockout procedure. Identify all energy sources that influence or are connected to the machinery or equipment. Identify the correct electrical source and disconnect it in the following way. For plugged in equipment, pull the plug from the socket and place the male end on the equipment where it is readily visible. Identify the correct breaker and switch it to the off position. Identify the equipment to be shut down. Identify the correct switch and turn it to the off position. Situations where lockout is required. Depending on the type of machine involved, in addition to electrical power, you must consider the following sources of energy. Hydraulic fluids under pressure. Compressed air or gases. Energy stored in springs. Potential energy from suspended parts. Electrical components that hold a charge any other source that might cause mechanical movement. Lockout equipment. There are many different types of locking systems. Put your personal lock on the switch using a scissor adapter or hasp as shown in figure one. While this figure shows a single safety hasp and lock, it is also common to use more than one hasp when locking out. Chains or cables. If you need to lock out equipment with more than one energy source, instead of using several locks, you could use a lockout cable to lock out several disconnect switches, figure two. This cable would be run through the locking hole of each safety disconnect you are locking out. The cable diameter must be large enough to prevent the safety disconnect switches from being operated accidentally. A scissor lock adapter can be used to apply multiple locks. Chains and cables can also be used to make Valve handles inoperable. Figure 3. Support blocks. Blocks are physical objects designed to support or prevent equipment from lowering, 
moving, or closing. Blocks of wood or engineered supports can be placed on solid, level ground. Support stands can also be used for blocks. Do not allow body parts to be under the blocks or between the block and the equipment. Tags, locks, and scissors. Lockout devices must provide a visual verification, must be locked as required, and must have a do not operate tag placed on them. The tag must have on it your name, the date and time, and the location and identity of the equipment being worked on. Lockout for circuit breakers. Lockout the desired breaker. If there is access to the main breaker or disconnect that kills all power to the panel, and if no other workers need to lock out in that panel, then you may lock the panel door closed. Figure 5. Cord locks. For plugged-in equipment, if the male end of the plug is in view and you do not leave the machine until you have finished working, a lock is not needed. If the plug is not in view, use an adapter and lock or lock the cord to an object to prevent it from being reconnected to the circuit. Figure 6 shows a power cord plug lock. Lockout station. A lockout station has keyed locks to be used only for equipment lockout. It also contains tags and lockout devices. Locks have one key that is kept with the installer of the lock. Once the work procedure is complete, the lock and key should be returned to the lockout station. These stations can be portable or mounted permanently to the wall where required. Keybox system. Machines are often powered by several sources, so situations can arise where a single job requires you to lock out more than one power source. This can be done efficiently and safely with a key box system. A key box is a box mounted on a wall containing two sets of locks. Lock set A is mastered to a single key, and lock set B is mastered to a different single key. The key box is treated as a locked out power source. All the regulations of a lockout apply to a key box. A key box lockout procedure checklist must be posted at the key box. Also, other workers may add their locks to the key box. Spades and blinds. In the context of, context of lockout, a spade is a round plate with a small tab that is placed between two pipe flanges in order to lock out certain piping sections and is sometimes referred to as a frying pan, as in figure 9. The spade prevents cross-contamination and also allows work to be done on individual piping sections. The small tab lets workers see that the spade is in place. In the name way the indicator valve show allows workers see whether a valve in the open or closed position. A blind flange in figure 10 is used when the end of a pipe or valve is removed. An open flange can be closed off with a blind flange.